The Accident Mortgage and Realty Show is sponsored by Accident Mortgage, an equal housing lender, NMLS ID 255368, and Accident Realty Advisors, which is a separate company from but still affiliated with Accident Mortgage. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from Acunet Mortgage and Realty's Brian Wickert on WTMJ. And we say good Sunday morning and welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm Scott Warris in for Mark Segrist this Sunday along with Acunet Mortgage and Acunet Realty Advisors owner, and President Brian Wickard and Chief Millennial Loan Consultant David Wickard. Of course, if you have questions or comments, you can reach us on the Symmetry People Symmetry, the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line at 414-799-1620. David, Brian, good morning, guys. Good morning. You know, we can never give up the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line because... We wouldn't want it to say XYZ Bank or something like that. I have that it chiseled in show. stone right here, Dave. Yeah. Right here, Brian. Yeah, we're not going to go with that. Hey, so uh, a lot to talk about today. I was at the Wisconsin Mortgage Bankers Annual Convention this past week on Tuesday. Sounds like a party. Yeah. And we had the uh, national chairman of the big Mortgage Bankers Association of America was there, and he was speaking. And I had kind of fallen asleep at the wheel on this issue. Because the number one kind of concern of the Mortgage Bankers Association or threat to low rates for some of the loans we do, David, is the fact that in January of 2019, a person's going to lose his job. And that person's name is Mel Watt. And Mel Watt is the current director of the Federal Housing Finance Authority, the FHFA, not FHA, FHFA. HFA, and that's the uh, entity that regulates Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. And it turns out that the director of the FHFA has, like, Superman powers. Very little he cannot do by decree. Hmm. And uh, Ed DeMarco was the guy before him. And Ed DeMarco uh, did things like crank up the fee that Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac charge for guaranteeing loans. And when that happens... Uh, interest rates go up immediately because that is a direct pass-through cost. But some of the other things that are feared because the Trump administration uh, would like to shrink Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac's footprint because, folks, about 9 out of 10 mortgages in America are touched by the federal government or guaranteed by the federal government. The categories are Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, so that's your garden variety 30-year fixed rate and a lot of 15-year fixed rate loans. You've got FHA, that's a 30-year fixed rate mortgage. Typically, that is actually guaranteed and insured by insurance premiums called FHA. You've got VA loans, and you also have USDA loans. Uh, so 9 out of 10 loans, you know, you and I and all the other taxpayers are backing up, and, and the Trump administration, being Republicans, would like to shrink uh, that footprint so david what's one thing that you know of because we talked about this right you're looking at me like a deer in the headlights no i got it all right you got it all right so what's another thing that the trump administration may do and that the mortgage bankers are afraid of how could they trim back they could decide to not provide certain flavors of mortgage right for example oh you would like to buy an investment property Mm mm-hmm 
you can do that, but you aren't going to get the blessing of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. You're right. going to have to go to your local bank or credit union yeah. and take out a, a different – it's still a mortgage. But a portfolio loan. Correct. Not one that enjoys the explicit guarantee of the United States federal government. Right. So they, that will do what to the rate? It will increase the rate immediately. Correct. And I'm, I'm just going to go out and say that that is worth a half to three-quarters of a percent. Oh, I was going to be more than More like that. a okay. point? Yeah. Yeah, could be. So uh, what's another? the pie. Okay, so so right now, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac will buy uh, second homes, yep. primary residences, and investment properties. So they might just narrow it with the stroke of a pen. Yeah. The new director, whoever that might be, could say, we're only doing primary residences. Right. Oh, Not, you want to buy a second home on yeah. Big Cedar in West Bend? Mm, you have to go to talk to your local uh, banker, and right. it's going to cost more. You can yeah. still get a mortgage, but you're not going to get... You may not be able to get the 30-year fixed rate on that second home or right. investment property. Or what's another thing they might They do? could uh, decide to not allow cash-out refinances. Correct. Oh, you would like to extract $20,000 in equity from your home in, on a fixed rate? To do a remodel? Of your kitchen? Mm, you can do that, but not... Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac not might, not, juice. might not be able to buy it anymore. Right. Uh, cash out refinances. Uh, da, da, da. Oh, they could also just lower the loan amount. So we just right. enjoyed for the first time in a long time the maximum loan amount uh, that Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac will buy went from four hundred twenty-four thousand one hundred dollars up to four hundred fifty-three thousand one hundred dollars yeah. because it's indexed <clears throat> right now to home prices in America. Right. They could just decide eh, three hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just trim it back. Oh, and another thing that was talked about: instead of letting you refinance. Maybe it's only a one-time use. You can only get a Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac guaranteed loan to buy a primary residence. Okay. You want to refinance because I'm going to go work on my barista skills right now. Okay. (laughs) Are you? Have you ever made a cappuccino? No. no. Okay. I know how to do it. If they if they lower the loan amount to two fifty, I might have to. Yeah, that could be. So so a lot of potential ways that Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac could. Shrink change, uh, next year. Well, change. I mean, maybe. Maybe right. And does that impacts home values? That impacts, or it could impact home values. We just take it. We take the status quo. As human beings, we assume that tomorrow is going to be like today. No, yeah, that tomorrow is going to be like today and yesterday. Yeah. And this is a big possible uh, shakeup in our in our world. So I hope it doesn't happen to that great extent because. But we shall see. I like the way the world is now. I'm used to it. Yeah. All right. When we come back from this first break, we're going to talk about a closing that I attended uh, this last week uh, where we found out exactly who and what the successful buyers financed by Acunet Mortgage, who they beat out and what those circumstances were. We'll tell you that story when we come back. That is Brian Wickert, David Wickert. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. Your calls, your texts, always welcome on that Acunet Mortgage talk and text line, 414-799-1620. Home buying advice from the guys who know it best. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. The Bucks back in the playoffs. Road to the finals goes through WTMJ. You can hear each and every playoff game live right here on the flagship home of the Bucks. If you want to check out the full broadcast schedule, remember the series is heading back to Boston. Text the word Bucks to the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line at 414-799-1620. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm Scott. He is Brian Wickard. He is David Wickard. Real quick, guys, I got a text on the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Now, this 
This one comes from uh, north of, or I guess south of the border, uh, if, if you're looking in that direction, which we are. Ray in Illinois says, um, good morning, Brian. Good morning, David. Quick question. Does the director of the FHFA require Senate confirmation? We were talking about uh, that process and that selection in the last segment. The answer is yes, mm -hmm. it does. It does. And Mel Watt, by the way, was an appointee of Obama. Yeah. And so, yeah, when that comes around, and, and there's really no legislative uh, thing that can happen. You know, the Trump administration had said, oh, yeah, we want to have Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are called GSEs, government-sponsored enterprises. We want to do GSE reform in 2018. Well, pff, nothing's going to happen in Congress between now and the end of the year because you got the uh, election coming. So yep. this is all just, you know, negotiation, and maybe that is going to be the only thing that slows down the train of shrinking Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac is the senatorial confirmation process. So, go. Good question. I love that. All right, so uh, this week, as I often do, uh, whenever people close at the Acunet World Headquarters, no longer in Butler, by the way. We are now in Waukesha and loving it. It's great. Waukesha's great. It's the best. Um, right by the Marriott Hotel there off of F. And so I, I swing in there and I say thank you to the nice folks who, it turns out, had lost out, or hmm, what did they do? They they terminated their first offer to buy a home uh, when that appraisal came in $25,000 lower than expected. So then, you know, it took them maybe another month to find a new property, and they found this neat house um, and wrote an offer. They knew it was competitive, okay, that they were battling against other Good homes are competitive. Offers. Yeah. This was in Brookfield. I think it was in the... Uh, low 300 price range something like that and um, they won okay yeah and and so we're sitting there at the closing table it's all over and then the the seller comes in who happened to be a real estate agent and so um, she had actually bought the home and then remodeled it uh, flipped it if you will it was in beautiful immaculate you know move in condition and then some and so it's only at that time when you have a shot at asking about the other offers. Because otherwise the seller doesn't want to tip their hand, right? right. So our buyer's agent, real estate agent, said, oh, by the way, uh, of the other can you tell us about the other offers? And the seller, who was the listing agent, said, oh, yeah, you guys beat out a cash offer. <laughs> Bam. What? That was the second uh, best offer. Wow. Was the cash offer. So... Our, our buyers, you know, armed with their rock-solid guaranteed pre-approval, which I sent you an email copy, uh, Scott, of our rock-solid guaranteed mm -hmm. pre-approval. Looking at it right and now. And what guys. does it say there highlighted in yellow? It is highlighted the, the next best thing to a cash offer. That's right. So we guarantee, we say our $2,000 guaranteed pre-approval is the next best thing to a cash offer because we are offering $1,000 to the seller. And $1,000 to the buyer if we cannot make good on the terms of their pre-approval. In this case, it was better than a cash exactly. offer. Exactly. <laughs> no, I'm not going to change that. Or it was as good or, you know. This pre-approval beats cash offers. Yeah, or can, right? Because we've been doing this long enough now, and real estate agents um, appreciate the specificity and the reliability of our pre-approval letters. Look at the second page, uh, Scott. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, by the way, on the first page, we explain to the seller and the listing agent, hey, we've not only verified these buyers' uh, credit histories, but also their income and assets, you know, their down payment and the, the 
their jobs. And so that's why we can stand behind this pre-approval and offer this financial guarantee. And then you'll notice that on the letter itself, it's very specific. Here's the purchase price. Here's the percentage of down payment. Here's the loan amount. Here's the note rate. Here's the loan type that's going to be used. Here's the maximum total housing payment. If the people had, oh, here's the property taxes, the maximum. It's very specific. Why? Those are all the things that go into the offer. Because details matter. Because details matter. Because details matter. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about some of the not so good pre-approval letters that we see out there and also some less than completely ethical practices we're noticing after this break. Guys, you mentioned the details matter. I also like, I was looking back at the uh, the rock solid pre-approval um, yeah. notice. You said the fine print. You actually amplify the fine print. You're getting it all out there so people aren't aren't fooled or, or, or can say, hey, I didn't know about this, that, or the other thing. You give it exactly. to us right there on the first page. You got it, buddy. I love it. I love it. 1023, this is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. You can get involved. 414-799-1620. That, the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Getting you into the home of your dreams. Here's more of the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. At 1026, I'm Scott sitting in for Mark alongside, of course, Brian and David. Real quick, guys, had a caller had to drop off during the break, but uh, wanted to know, uh, do you offer low prime or no prime loans? Your response. Uh, Acunet Mortgage has a company policy of a minimum FICO score, credit score of 620. Um, Fannie Mae won't buy a loan. Fannie and Freddie won't buy a loan with a qualifying credit score. And by the way, everybody has three. Most people have three credit scores. So we lenders, the mortgage industry uses the middle of the three scores. And then if there are two borrowers, we take a look at both of the middle scores and use the lower of the two scores. And, um, you know, so just as an example, FHA theoretically will go down to like a credit score of 550. And uh, we do FHA loans, but we don't want to go that low in their credit score spectrum because it's kind of dangerous for us as lenders with uh, default risk that might come back to haunt us and so on and so forth. So um, the thing that we do though all the time, like I'm working with a first-time homebuyer right now where one of the spouses, because he doesn't have, he's young and doesn't have much of a credit history, and the only credit history he has is bad credit, you know, he's got a score under 600, but our uh, other buyer slash borrower has a 688 score, so we can just leave off if there are two borrowers. Frequently, we'll simply leave off the borrower with the poor credit, and that improves the uh, pricing on the loan immensely. So that's a question. There are FHA lenders who purport to go down under, you know, 600. We're just not one of them. Okay, speaking of pre-approvals, I also sent you some competitors' pre-approvals, and I think if you look at that, how would you say the detail compares between the Acunet Rock Solid pre-approval, Scott, <laughs> well, and some of those competitors? Well, first of all, that's a leading I, question. I already heard David laughing in the background, so I think I know. So I know where this answer is going. Um, I'm looking at. Uh, can I mention the name? Is that okay? Yeah. Or, yeah. Sure. I'm looking yeah. at Landmark. I'm seeing yeah. not a lot of numbers. I am looking at uh, Stearns. I'm seeing a couple numbers, but it's well, no, I just see one number actually. So. It, I, mm-hmm. I don't like what I see. Not enough for me. Yeah. And there, none of them say, you know, one of them there says, um, I think I don't have it up in front of me right now, but one of the competitors explicitly says, oh, and, yeah, by the way, we still have to verify your income and your down payment. 
We actually have to get the details before we can aye, prove aye, anything. Yeah. Okay, so something uh, that has come up, David made me aware of this, is so we're very particular. All the details matter. And so if a person owns a home, it's in, we talked about this on last week's show, we have to be very particular about whether or not they have to sell said existing home in order to qualify for the purchase of the new home. So I didn't have that on the version I sent you. That one was for like a first-time buyer where they didn't have any real estate to sell. Uh, but it's important to look for that. And I have never seen on the competitor's um, pre-approval letter that fact. And it, and what happened this week, David, was what we learned? We had a borrower who was talking to another lender. And this borrower is going to be selling their home this coming Friday. But we're hoping to get a pre-approval letter that, with, that did not include a home sale contingency mm-hmm. on the pre-approval. Mm-hmm. And our answer was a, an apologetic no. Yeah. When you get that closing statement that shows you really sold it? Oh, but my uh, this other lender will give it to me. They know I'm going to sell my house on Friday. Okay, but we're we're going to honor what is true until at the moment. Yeah. On the date that we write the pre-approval letter, that those facts have to be known and true. So, uh, we would I would call that skullduggerous to wow. do that. And actually a more legal term, material misrepresentation. Yeah. And so if you're a buyer and you're writing that offer and says, yeah, look, at, I don't have to sell my home. Right. You're misrepresenting the facts. That's not a very good idea when you're doing a couple hundred thousand dollar transaction. So realtors, here's a tip. Be looking for that. And uh, we have it on our, on our pre-approval letters at Acunet, whether or not the borrower has to sell a home. All right, what are we going to talk about when we come back, David? I'll I have give a little rate roundup when we come oh, back. Oh, yeah, let's talk news. a little bit about rates after the news break. Don't break the bank to get into a house. Back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. It is a pair of game fours in Milwaukee today. First, the Bucks and Celtics, they'll square off from the Bradley Center. Our coverage starts at 11 o'clock, less than a half hour from now right here on WTMJ. And then you can catch the Brewers going for the sweep of the Marlins at Miller Park. That at 1235 on 94.5 KTI Country. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm Scott. He is Brian Wickard. He is David Wickard. And uh, you guys teased it before the news, a little rate roundup talk. Ugh, yeah, the uh, things were going in the wrong direction at the end of the week. But yeah. um, it's Round all up. good. We're yeah. rounding up. Yeah, we're not rates, rounding right? down by any means. The tenure continues to flirt with 3%. But, um, tenure the, treasury. Tenure treasury. Yield yeah. is what he meant to say. What did I say? Okay. Tenure. You just said the tenure. tenure. Sorry. Uh, so uh, I'm going to use this as an example uh, to talk about some competitors of ours. But um, So at the close of business on Friday, if you were to buy a $250,000 home and put 20% down, oh. that's a $200,000 loan, Acunet could offer 4.625% uh. with just regular closing costs of $1,100. APR is 4.643. Um, the 15 year continues to slip away a little bit. We can still do 3.99% with an APR 4.09, but you would have to shell out $2,000 in cost to get it. Can't David, you meant to say 1995. Sorry, yes. Where's your marketing? I need to dust up on my marketing. So, um, and you know, there's this new uh, billboard as I'm driving to our new office every day that I want to, that I seethe by the time that I'm getting into the. Office lowest closing cost 
commitment. Yep, that's by a certain uh, credit union. That's a big type, and then I always laugh because it's got a big asterisk, and yeah. then the type is so small. Can't read it. There's no way you can read it on the billboard. But David went to their website, and I just, uh, I don't, I don't feel this doesn't make me feel warm and fuzzy inside. The um, what are some of the requirements of that lowest closing cost commitment? I love this. Uh, they will determine at their sole discretion if the two loans are equivalent in compared. Well, what do you have costs. to get though? You, what do you have to get? Yeah, you have to provide them with an unexpired loan estimate, which is the official government form of an equivalent loan. From a competing lender oh, prior to locking your rate. Yeah. With? With the other lender. Or? Or with or this. Or with the said credit union. Yes. So it's like, hey, you go ahead and get some other loan estimates from other, uh, then give them to this credit give union. Give But don't lock anything. Don't right. lock anything. And then what are the requirements if, if this credit union does get beat? Because they're offering $500. American if dollars. They get beat. But what, what do you have to do to get you that? You get to open up a checking account at this credit union. Okay. But only after you deliver oh, the final closing disclosure and the mortgage note yeah. within 30 days of closing the loan. And then, well, by law, that $500, you have to report that as taxable, taxable income. income. All right. So that is an awesome guarantee. Not. Yeah. Or commitment, commitment, commitment. And uh, we think that, you know, we, we, we compete against that particular credit union all the time and win. But yes. um, well, that's ridiculous because the normal flow of events, Scott, is you're shopping around for, uh, uh, you know, financing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we give you a quote or what we like to do is have you see it on our computer screen. That's our it's favorite thing in the world is, hey, hop on this go-to meeting session and look at our loan consultants. Look at all the fees that we're not charging. That's the other thing you sent me. You David sent me a loan estimate from a competitor that didn't have any points. You know, points are interest paid in advance to get a lower rate. Yeah. But it had quite a litany. I think it had four other charges. I'm An underwriting fee, a processing fee, a paper shuffling fee. I'm going to read them to you. I'm gonna read you're going to read them to yeah, me? Yeah, here you go. They, they always included a $220 document <clears throat> assembly fee. Oh, wow. A four in case they get paper cuts or something. Yeah, a four hundred and thirty dollar lender fee, a four hundred and twenty five dollar processing fee, and underwriting fees of two hundred dollars. So that is a grand total of one thousand two hundred seventy five dollars of charges broke up into four handy little bits that goes to that particular lender. Needless to say, we won that deal away from that yeah. high cost <clears throat> competitor total loan costs were only eight thousand four hundred and fifty four dollars wow okay when we come back let's talk a little bit about what's going on in the wisconsin housing market i did some number crunching this morning got up early and put together numbers for march home sales kind of across the state and we'll cover that when we come back it is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show alongside Brian Wickert and David Wickert. I'm Scott Warris. Your calls, your texts, always welcome on the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line at 414-799-1620. Find a place to call home without the headache. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Well, the numbers are in, and opioid prescriptions are now down in every state across the country. Could we finally be headed in the right direction in this battle against this horrible epidemic? Attorney General Brad Schimmel, he'll weigh in at 4.20 tomorrow on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. 
1045 here on WTMJ. This is the Akinet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm Scott. He's Brian Wickert. He's David Wickert. And uh, the latest in the housing market, guys, and I'm curious, Brian, did this recent snowfall and, and this weird weather pattern we've been in, how, if at all, did it impact it? All right, so I'm going to answer that question first. This is just anecdotal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I talked to some of the top agents around Milwaukee, and it seems to have slowed down people's willingness to list their home. So you're talking about the people who are, okay, am I going to list here in April or May? And, wow, oh, dang, all this snow now. I'm going to have to wait because I really wanted to spruce up the outside of my house. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so, so I think it, it, people are going to find reasons no well, matter right, what. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. So, it's, so the only effect that I think it's had, from what we can tell, is on people maybe listing their homes for sale. It has not slowed down the purchase volume that we're seeing. We keep seeing it going up a little bit every week. The number of people getting accepted offers, and you know, and, and so on. David was just saying during the break, he got a text from somebody that he issued a rock solid pre approval to on Friday. Friday. Yeah. And they're writing an offer, which so your your loan consultant at Acunet is only a text away, and so I'm sure you're going to help them maybe customize the. Come letter. on, I already sent over the uh, modified rock solid pre-approval oh, to man. match the offer that they're right oh. here doing the radio show. So sorry, wow. I was multitasking. Wow. We are multitasking. All right, so then uh, looking at uh, March numbers, so these come out a little later for the rest of the state of Wisconsin. I get the five county information right away from the Greater Milwaukee Association of Realtors. But the Shawano Realtors Association has later numbers? A little later, and so these numbers are from the WRA, the Wisconsin Realtors Association, which I am also a member of. I get to pay dues every year. And so not surprisingly, the number one uh, volume in terms of number of units was Milwaukee County with 978. This is combined single-family detached and condos, and that's actually up. 7%. 7%. So despite the shortage of homes for sale in general, good folks in real estate sold 62 more homes in Milwaukee County than uh, March of 2017. The median sales price was 149450 Interesting. And that also is up 7% from 2017. And then I did a little extra homework because I'm that kind of a brown-nosing guy getting the extra credit. Uh, home prices in Milwaukee County are up 31% from the year 2000. All right. In wow. second place, you're not going to be surprised, Dane County, oh. Madison. By the way, the population is about half in Dane County of what it is in Milwaukee County. They had 603 sell. That's 2% more uh, homes sold. Uh, average pr- median price, because what's the difference between the average and median? Median is the one in the middle. Average is just put it all in the pot and divide by that number. That's right. So this is the median sales price, half of the homes sold above this number, half below, was 271. In Dane County? In Dane County, wow. that's up 4% from a year ago and up 57% from 17 years ago. Okay. Yeah, right. uh, Waukesha County, uh, 407 sales, 30 fewer. So Waukesha County filled the pinch of low inventory. Hmm. All right, then, what do you think, uh, which one of these is in fourth and fifth? You ready to play, Scott? Uh, do you think, uh, put these in the correct order, number four and number five, for most number of units sold in the month of March, Brown County, where Green Bay is located, or Racine? Scott, your guess? I will say I'm going to put Racine four, only because of the weather, because it was a little rougher up there, and put Brown five. Cash. Yes, it was. But 
uh, this is, I was kind of looking at all this. The population of uh, Brown County is 259,000. Racine County is only 195. So Brown County was in fourth place with 264. But they, too, had a little downturn. That was 20 fewer homes and condos that sold than a year earlier. Racine with 222. Then, all right, with this, if you were paying attention to the last commercial break, in sixth place is Winnebago County with 169 sales. David, what's the capital or the county seat of Winnebago County? Appleton. Good guess. Uh, Scott? Winnebago County. Um, yeah. You got a guess, Scott? No? I no. don't. It's Oshkosh. Okay. It's Oshkosh. Oshkosh right. is the, Winnebago County is the county along the left side of Lake Winnebago. And uh, so there they sold 169 units, but the average price is only 133500 Affordable. Median sales price. Uh, then you've got Washington County way ahead there. Washington County is the uh, outperforming county. And uh, they sold 166 units, uh, even though there are only 134,000 people that live there. That's ahead of Kenosha in eighth place with 161. Rock County, where Janesville and Beloit are, is in ninth place with 160 sales. And Walworth County, where you have Elkhorn and Lake Geneva, is the 10th most voluminous county in terms of real estate sales handled by realtors in the month of March. So overall, that is a very strong performance. When we come back after this last break in the show, I'm going to tell you about the customer who called me and said, hey, I've got a mortgage, first mortgage here that you gave me with a 3.375 rate, but I've got a $100,000 home equity line of credit, and that rate keeps going up. What should I do? I'll give you the answer when we come back. When we come back to the Akinen Mortgage and Realty Show, Still a couple minutes left for you to get involved. 414-799-1620. Expert advice on buying a home. Here's more of the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Still time for your calls and your texts. Got a few minutes left at 414-799-1620. That the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, along with Brian Wickert and David Wickert. I'm Scott. All right, guys, one of the great things that I, I enjoy on this show and, and what you bring is some real-life, tangible examples with the clients that you deal with on a daily and on a weekly basis, and, and we all benefit yeah. from those experiences, and you've got one right now. Yep. Yeah, so a multi-time past customer uh, emails and says, hey, I've got <clears throat> this loan that you made me back in 2012, a 30-year fixed at at 3.375%. Wow. Wow. He's never going to move. Well, that is one of the impediments yeah. to why people aren't, you know, not only just the snow, but... Uh, okay, so, and then he's... But he's got $100,000 on his home equity line of credit, and the... Teaser is that rate. a fixed rate? No, David. <laughs> no, he did have a teaser rate for the first year at like 1.99. Okay. But now <clears throat> the teaser rate part is over, so hmm. it's adjusting to the prime rate, and the prime rate, David, is currently resting at 4.75%. There you go. And the Fed Funds futures market has the chances of the prime rate going up another notch to 5% at, at their June meeting. What are the odds of that? It's 102%. Well, no, it's 98.4, so darn close. Darn close. Okay, that the Fed, and probably the rest of it is that they'll raise a half. Yes. Instead of a quarter. So there's kind of like no chance that's yeah, going to No one thinks it's staying where it is. Same. All right. So this guy is feeling the pain and said, what should I do? You know, do you have any alternatives for me? And the answer is, I'll give you the short answer, no. Because 
One is, this is all about how much money do you have at each rate? So he shared that he had about $265,000 remaining at 3.375, and then he's got only 100000 That's going to go to 5%, so you do a weighted average rate. You just don't average the two because you got, you know, two and a half times more on the fixed rate. So right now his weighted average rate is 3.82. I just did the math. If we wanted to put those together on a new 30-year fixed rate, it would be an interest rate of 4.625. Okay? With that is higher than what he has $499 cost. So then I did the math and I said, well, if the prime rate goes to 8%, which nobody is quite expecting it to go that high, <laughs> okay. we're expecting it to get to 5 and a quarter by the end of the year and then possibly as high as 6% by the end of 2019. That is the current Fed uh, dot plot. So if the if the uh, if it went to six percent, his blended rate would get to four point oh nine, for you know basically four point one. Yeah. It would have to go to eight percent before his blended weighted average rate would go to four point six four percent. So I told him, don't do anything except why don't you get busy paying off that home equity line? Yep. That's what you should do is pay off the home equity line of credit. Now another bit of misinformation that he shared in his email. He said, oh, I think I lost the tax deductibility on that home equity line, right? I'm not a tax advisor, but I directed him to where I'll direct all of you, irs.gov. And the loss of tax deductibility on home equity debt is based on when you took out the home equity debt. And I think that was December 13th, was that it? Yeah. The cutover date. So sometime in early December. So if you have home equity debt. 2017. Of 2017, Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you have home equity debt, money you borrowed, equity in your home, and you did not use it for improving the property, uh, because if you use money on a home equity, if you're taking cash out and you use it to improve the property, then it's not home equity debt. The IRS says that is home acquisition debt, same as when you use it to buy. But if you have home equity debt from before December yeah. uh, of 2017, it's still tax deductible. And check with your tax advisor. Tax with your tax, check with your tax advisor. All right, coming up this uh, next week, we don't have any big news. That's uh, okay. <laughs> right, coming up. Uh, you know, in general, I would say that, you know, the window of opportunity to refinance uh, is closing. You know, what we're seeing is situations where a person doesn't have 3.375 on their current home equity line. Like if you had 4%, you know, and in this guy's situation, well, your blended average rate is four and a quarter. So maybe it's worth your peace of mind uh, to put those two together into a 30-year fixed rate at 4.625 because that's only about a quarter percent difference. It's not that big of a jump for peace of mind. Uh, but, you know, those, these opportunities are starting to close as rates continue to inch up. I don't think nobody really thinks that long-term rates are going to go up terribly high. Or know, fast. Or fast, but you never know. It's always good to have a sure thing. And, of course, the market is very ripe for home shoppers, and we would love to equip you with a bona fide, guaranteed rock-solid pre-approval, the only one that comes with a $2,000 cash guarantee, which we realize, at least today, in one case or this past week, was just as good as a cash Better offer. Better than a cash offer. Yeah, not, not just the next best thing, but also as good. All right, that's all the time we've got. All you got to do, by the way, is click on the blue button to get started with either a refi checkup or a rock-solid guaranteed pre-approval to buy. 
Uh, I think, uh, is it Mark back next week? Mark is back next week, guys. It's been a blast the last couple of Sundays. I appreciate you letting me uh, barge in on the show. All right, always a pleasure, Scott. Thanks for helping out. You bet. Brian, David Wicker, don't forget, the website, acunet.com, A-C-C-U-N-E-T.com. It is 10.58 after Belinda's newscast at the top of the hour. Justin Garcia, Bucks tonight, gets us ready for Bucks Celtics Game 4. The preceding was a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts or guests of Accident Mortgage and Accident Realty Advisors and not WTMJ Radio or Scripps Media Incorporated.